Good evening and welcome to the 46th edition of the Sunday Conversation Podcast in the blue corner, hailing from Manchester, Connecticut. Aaron Taylor. Uh, you forgot standing at five foot nine inches, weighing at a hundred and ninety-seven pounds. Soaking wet. <laughs> and uh in the red corner, we got old Benny the kid. Um Are you gonna yeah, give you your college hockey stats in the <laughs> program guide? Yeah, you wanna hear how embarrassing this is? Six foot two, <laughs> two hundred and fourteen pounds. Um which really, I was like five eleven and uh, two hundred and twenty five pounds. I was gonna say it was. It's interesting that they they shaved a couple pounds off you and gave you three inches. Yeah, it's called skate height. Um, yeah, they right, they right. add they add the bottom of your skates onto the. Uh... Uh, but yeah, we're uh, we're presented by Loyalty Liquors, our uh, our premier sponsor, and um, I believe I did get in forty six. Yep, you got that in. Yep, and um, yeah, dude, here we are. How are you? How was your week? Um, interesting week, I guess, in the grand scheme of the world, less interesting than last week, but uh, interesting nonetheless. I got absolutely shit pumped in the stock market today. I lost about five percent of my money, which is well, I didn't lose anything because it's. As we talked about, I think it was last week with unrealized gains, they're unrealized losses because I didn't sell anything. But yeah, I got fucking dusted in the market today. So for those keeping track at home, it looks like corporate America is concerned about uh, Sleepy Joe's corporate tax. And uh, that was on display in the market today. But uh, besides that, Benny, I, uh, I'm great, man. I'm uh, great. The week was the week was good. You know, January's... Uh, it's the slowest month of the year for me at work. So it's, you know, not nearly as stressful as the last three months. And uh, so other than that, I'm great, man. But how are you doing? How was your week? I mean, shit, if we're, if we're just going off that, I mean, I, I lost a quick 50 grand on Monday, so that's, <laughs> but um, you know, we're coming back. So, uh, you know, perspective and uh Yeah. Dude, we, I guess, I guess we, there's tough weeks all around for everybody. Well, I was just going to say, you know, we, last week we were tooting our horn about how smart we were for predicting Bitcoin. We kind of have to eat a little crow this week. Cause I'm looking at it right now and basically almost to the minute recording at the same time. And, uh, Bitcoin's down about 10% down about $4,000 from where it was last week. So <clears throat> You know, rough go for the cryptocurrency this week for sure. Uh yeah, no, totally. But I guess I don't know. That that's all part of it and that's the fun of it, you know. It's like there's uh nobody ever just wins always. Like no there's no no history or no person in the history that's probably unless maybe a time traveler came back and really I'm trying to think, I'm like legit thinking like, I'm trying to think of any athletes that were like undefeated. I mean, to be fair, back in the day, we used to have the uh, Labor Day, Labor Day uh, Beard Eye Tournament uh, two years running, and I didn't lose a single game at either of those. So uh, me and Ethan Gochi, my partner, won both those without losing a single game throughout the buildup of the tournament. So I kind of win a lot, but um, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, nobody ever really just wins you all the time. You literally 
just told the entire world that you got the shit kicked out of you this week. Yeah, and but it, at the beer, but at the annual Labor Day <laughs> beer die tournament that happened two years in a row, I didn't lose once. So, you know, perspective, Ben. Okay, you you got to take your wins where you can get them. Um, yeah, I had a I had a rough day. I had got fucked over by something at work where I'm losing $1,600 that I, you know, feel I'm owed. And yeah, man, of course, there's a lot of shit that went wrong this week that like, you know, I think would, would kind of put anybody in a sour mood, but you know, it's, we've talked about it a million times previously on this podcast, uh, you know, in prior episodes, you know, like fucking hey, you just keep moving, man. You know? Yeah. There was some shitty shit that happened this week, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm healthy. My overall finances are in good shape. Great gym week. You know, I've been eating clean as a motherfucker. I haven't had a sip of alcohol in one whole week. Like, bro, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right. Oh, man. Hey, I mean, hey, there you go. Perspective is reality. And uh, even if you, you know, whatever. It's like, that's that's the beauty of it. That's um, the beauty of it, you know? It's like you never know what the hell's going to happen. Mm. Bro, I bought some plants like probably about a month ago now. I really thought that these things were just going to fucking die like right away. Because like, you know, I mean, it's, I don't think it's rocket science, but I had no idea what I'm doing. My fucking plants are thriving, bro. My majesty palm over in the corner over there has got new growth sprouting out. This bitch is going to be eight feet tall. I just bought a bonsai tree the other day. I got... I got, fuck, I can't remember what the rest of them are, but they are thriving, man. So, you know, it's perspective. Things are good. You know, my plants are living. I'm living. Sasha's, Sasha's are you, living. Uh, are you watering daily or what's, what's? No, Ben. No, no, no. See, these plants are all on different schedules, okay? <laughs> the Majesty Palm is the biggest and the most thirsty. She gets watered almost every other day. The Money Tree, which is right next to the Majesty Ooh. I had a money tree. That's fucking right. I got a money tree right next to my bed, baby. So the first thing I do in the morning is usually go on my phone, but it's there just in case. <laughs> that only gets water like once a week. That one's not thirsty. This other palm, I think it's called a dragon palm. That's like two, three times a week. Uh, the bonsai trees twice a week. Yeah, you know, I, bro, I got it down. I got it down. Have you thought about a drip system at this point? Oh. Drip, drip irrigation is in the works. Um, I had to contact my landlord about like, you know, I, I'm trying to be as sustainable as possible. So like setting up a system outside where I catch rainwater and drip irrigate that way. Actually, I'm pretty sure that's illegal in some places. To a Actually? I'm dead serious. Oh, shit. When, yeah. uh, when I was living in San Diego, um, we used to have, we had 55 gallon drums and we used to collect rainwater and it was what we would use to water, water the gardens. I think we used it in the pond. How, how often did it rain? Not often, not often. And so in the six months I was out there, it probably rained. I don't even know if it rained five times to be honest with you, but so, so, so your plants were starving. Well, no, I mean, we would use the hose if we didn't, if we didn't have any rainwater, we would use the hose. But if, if we had, you know, 55 gallons of water will last you a long time if you're not, you know, using it for anything else. Um, yeah, that house was almost completely sustainable other than the only thing wasn't the only thing or self-sustaining, I should say. The only thing we didn't have was electricity and 
well, we could have killed the chickens and ate the chickens, I guess. So yeah, that was it. Electricity was the only thing we were missing. But anyways, I've rambled on about nothing, man. Um, what's up with you, bro? What did you do this week? Did you sell uh, some shit? Yep, we we sold some shit. Um, kind of just taking it day by day, organizing at my dad's house. Um, it's kind of interesting. There's like so much stuff that it's, um, it definitely is. It feels like you're on an episode of American Pickers every single day. Oh, I'm sure. It's not like, um, it's not like oh, I've 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 been through all this stuff i know it's there it's like every day there's like oh geez this is interesting um so getting to a point now where it's uh i guess more of like organizing not organ but like i have a lot of specific like things now so like if i find a shovel i can put it with shovels if i get you know, I got a couple sets of horseshoes. Let's see. I mean, dude, unicycles, bicycles, more tools than you can imagine. Uh, I got a camping section. I got a cast iron section. I got a stainless steel cookware section. I got a copper cookware section. I got, um, let's see, hiking backpacks. I got uh, pogo sticks. I got three pogo sticks. I got this is all stuff that's on Facebook market too. So as I find stuff, I give, like, them, the, give them the link. How do they see it? Or you go know. to your page. Is it on your, is it your page? I don't know. It's just, just get on there. Oh, but. oh I don't know anything about Facebook market. But. Yeah, me either. I don't think it's like a, a search. Thing. You can't it, search it. You can't search pogo sticks and burning Connecticut. It's like, it's more like just get it up on there and then forget about it. And then next thing you know, someone, three days later it's like you know oh is this still available and you're like i can't believe you want this (laughs) (laughs) um let's see we got boats kayaks canoes um fishing i got a fishing section i got yo i'm about to come check out the fishing section a wheelbarrow section um dumbbells um might come check out the dumbbell section too it's nonstop endless. Obviously, if you've been to my dad's house, you know exactly what I'm talking of. But he's a collector. He's been a collector for 55 years, and uh, he's got some cool stuff. And, um, yeah, I'm just helping him kind of. Well, that's that's what I was going to say is that, like, you know, obviously. I'm really just creating. I'm reorganizing, creating new space so that he can buy more stuff. Which is really nice of you. No, I, I was, you know, I was thinking like, obviously, you know, a handful of our, the people that listen to this podcast have been to your dad's house before and know, you know, the, the scale of it. But like, if you haven't, which there are plenty of people who listen who've not been to your dad's house, like you can't realistically even fathom how much stuff we're talking about. Like it's a museum. It's a full-on museum. They've got Ben and Ben's dad and Ben have a like a gigantic barn, you know, just behind uh, the main house, obviously, and uh, and it's a big it's a big barn. You know, we're not talking like you know a shed you pick up at Home Depot and someone comes drops off and you know it's just ready to go. It's four, forty by sixty. Forty by sixty barn, and, and it's yeah. 
it's two stories tall. Three. Three, really. And every square inch of it is filled with something. Yep. I mean, there's enough space where you can walk around, obviously. But Dude, I, I have, filled. you know those, like, vintage sleds? Like, those, like, like, like toboggans? Red. No, it's, like. The, the radio flyers? Ex- yes. That, like, you can, yep. like, steer with, like, the wooden handles. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I have no joke, not a word of a lie. There's 11 of them. <laughs> I'm I'm pulling it up right now. Uh like the you talking like oh, god damn it, Amazon. You know what it is? It's like a metal, they're like the metal bottom. Yeah. They just have the wood on the top. It's like an yeah, old talk, like exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're 120 bucks on Amazon, Ben. You could <laughs> Well, that's what I mean. Too. It's not it's not like and plus these are vintage. People will pay like more you just gotta obviously find the right buyer didn't i send you the picture of the snowshoes no i don't think you did oh i got the like old school like native inuit snowshoes got like at least eight pairs of those and (laughs) i'm not kidding then like new snowshoes too so i mean honestly if the world ever ended you know, maybe other than food, you mean that your house is just a place to go. Well, hey, let's let's keep that on the down low. I mean, nobody knows where it is. You know, the people that know where it is already know where it is. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a there's a pretty quiet quiet week in terms of news. I guess it looks like we're gonna uh, Sleepy Joe is gonna give us another four. I, I should probably stop doing that. People are gonna just think that I'm like gonna go storm the Capitol next week or something. Um. Looks like Sleepy Joe though is gonna give us an- <laughs> give us another fourteen hundred bucks, which is nice. Although you don't seem I, to be getting any stimulus checks. I didn't get this last one here. I don't know. I uh, haven't gotten my tax return. Haven't gotten which I got the first stimulus. I even actually went back into my bank history to see if I did get the my tax return, and I just didn't even notice it. Um. But I didn't. Um, so, who the fuck knows? Your war with the IRS continues. Did you? Did you? Well, so I took a couple more steps just because. I don't know. I guess now that we're getting, my dad says I should just on this year's taxes I should just say that I didn't get paid from last year. But I don't know if that's like possible. I don't know that there's a box on the W on the tax return form that says. I didn't receive my tax return last year. I mean, maybe. I, so, so that's the thing. So I called H&R Block, sat on the phone with them for a long time. I was going to say that must have been a fun phone call. Never even got in touch with anybody. Oh, my God. I, I ended up getting on hnrblock.com. I found out, like, I followed the, the prompt or whatever, and – they submitted so like it was confirmed that they submitted and the irs received it yeah back in march yeah early march so um i then went to the irs website filled out their page to say i didn't get it it says nothing at all like literally i hit like enter and it just said tax returns are being um filed in the order they came you know whatever so 
Um, yeah, but so then I got the first stimulus check. Yep. So there's some correspondence, but then you, I guess there's an issue with an H and R block, whatever it might come. They said it might come up till the end of January. So, well, yeah, there was, and I, like I told you, I don't remember the specifics, but there was a problem with people who filed their tax returns through H and R block and getting the stimulus where it was like applied as like a tax credit for this year as opposed to just being deposited as a check into your account. I forget the exact specifics, but it was something like that, but it's okay. I can, I can definitely easily, you know, I can make up myself, like make up for myself in terms of, uh, I can just take some, some significant capital gains and not pay any tax. And, um, you know, I'll, then I'll be even with the IRS. Oh, you guys didn't send me my check. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say that. So, I mean, a little, little peek behind the curtain. Uh, when I, so when I moved to San Diego and at the time I was just doing my taxes myself on like TurboTax or whatever. And I ended up owing, I think I got a little money back from the federal government, but I ended up owing the state of Connecticut, like 700 bucks or something. And this was like right at the tax deadline, which is what April 15th. So <clears throat> Things were already like starting to get on shaky ground for me in San Diego. I really didn't have the money. And I was like, dude, fuck the state of Connecticut. I'm not paying them my fucking income taxes. I didn't intend on not paying for a whole year. I just kind of forgot about it. You know, you, you don't pay and then you forget about it. And then, you know, and eventually next tax season, when I was gainfully employed again and had money again, of course, I got a letter saying like, you owe blah, blah, blah. Bro, they just OG gangster that shit. They just took it right out. They just, yeah, I think I had, I think I had like $1,800 coming from the Fed. Then it then boop, no, they just took the, took what I owed in, in state taxes. And uh, I think there was a small penalty on it as well. And they just gangster took that shit. So what I'm proposing is you just don't pay your taxes and, you know, ever, ever again though, because then they're just going to take what you owe when you do it. So just don't pay them ever again. Don't pay capital gains. None of that shit. Well, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, No, but on a, on a serious side note, you want to hear some like just insane facts. Yeah. Um, My truck, I bought my truck in Connecticut. The Connecticut property tax on my truck was 850 bucks a year. Yep. So when I got to, when I got to Texas, I registered my truck down there for yep. seventy four dollars, and uh, so then I I had gotten another state of Connecticut bill from twenty nineteen yep. for my truck because I hadn't I didn't ever send in my plates right 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 so as soon as I did they obviously they like they're like I had to give them verification that I yep. registered it down there and that whatever, I didn't owe that anymore. But is that not just like fucking crazy? So well, then, I'm, so then I'm wondering, it's like every year I've paid Connecticut federal taxes. The last two years, well, I guess year. And then this coming tax season, I'll just be paying in Texas. There's no state income tax. So I had no 
I had nothing from the state and then the feds owed me like 900 bucks or something. And, uh, that was it. That's the last I've heard from them. Like I submitted my taxes, H and R block submitted them. But so like, and I was talking to my cousin and he, and he was saying like, well, that's like the problem with, you know, it's like you got 300 million people to, to, to look after. It's like, it, it very well could have easily just slipped through the cracks. Like, sure. You know, so, um, dude, I, I think about this all the time, right? You know, and like, you know, and it, and it kind of fucking, and it kind of like, I think about like how good I am at my job and my own job, right? And I, and this is not me trying to pump my tires. Like, I'm, I'm good at my job. I'm not, I'm not, you know, the world's greatest employee. You know, let's put it that way but I'm good at my job. I'm proficient. I hit my numbers and it's a performance-based job. So it's very easy to track how good you are at it or not. But objectively, there are plenty of people that are bad at their jobs, right? Not everybody cares. Not everybody takes their job seriously. Not everybody, you know, people may have shit going on in their personal lives, whatever. I really think about things like that when it comes to the IRS and like, the people that handle these things, like think about how many people there are that work at the IRS that are bad at their fucking jobs is what I'm getting at. Like, I, I Oh just, dude. Like, and then you just think like, like think about the distractions that every day people have, like just because right. you work at a three letter government agency doesn't mean that you don't have shit going right, on in totally, your life totally you know what i mean it's not like they're just immune to life it's like everyone's got stuff going on someone literally could have looked up here's one like i think about all the time and i actually i'm surprised that i haven't fucked one up maybe i even have <laughs> and it just got there but so when i sell something on ebay yeah I, I go to usps i get a tracking sure. number i put it in it's yep. it's a let's see four eight, 12, 16, 20, 22 number thing. I think yep. either 22 or 18. Sometimes I have to uh, like, I go and read it back. I'm like, Oh, I fucked it up, you know, but yep. I try to just do four numbers at a time. So, but like, there you have it. It's like a simple error of tracking, you know, it's like someone could have a fucking list of however many data points they got to enter mm. it's like they look up they're on ben fucking shane you know and then right. there's ben shane of burger and then ben Sh you know shane of whatever shane of ites yeah it's like maybe shane of they, it's. Or, or whatever the fuck however it goes down it's like um so I'm thinking about how many times I've fucked up at my job and you know, yeah. what I mean? it's like, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, that's exactly what I mean. I, I remember it's funny, you know, talking about car registration and stuff. When I went to register my car in California, I had looked it up ahead of time because I wanted to kind of be prepared because it fucking taxes when you go to register a car are ridiculous because they, you buy the car, you pay the taxes when you buy the car, you pay the property taxes every year on the car and then you go to register and you have to pay taxes on it again. It's like, for this fucking piece of shit depreciating asset that's sitting out in my parking lot right now. Like I paid taxes on it 1500 times anyways. So I looked it up ahead of time to see what my tax liability was going to be 
when I registered the car. And it was something like, like 900 bucks, which sucked. But at the time I didn't really have a job and I wanted to, I was just going to drive for Uber for a little while. And my car had to be registered in state to be able to do that. So I had to do it. So I'm like, fuck it. You know, I'll pay the 900 bucks. So in California, you, you know, similar to everywhere else, you get a number and you sit and you wait until they call your number. The only difference being is it's like a five hour wait instead of like an hour and a half wait, like here in Connecticut. So I get up, you know, and, and I had all my, my shit and the guy's like, okay. And he's like, all right, uh, you know, the taxes, it's going to be 1400 bucks. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yep, 1400 bucks. And I'm like, dude, I like, I did it all online. I punched all the information in and online said it was going to be nine something. And he's like, oh, hold on. Let me check. And he's like, oh, yep. Yep. I see where I made my mistake. Yep. You're right. He's like, sorry, it's my first day on like the real computers. Normally I've just been training on the computers for the last couple of weeks, but they put me in the live action today. I'm like, what the f-? it's like, so imagine if I hadn't actually looked into it beforehand I just been out 500 bucks, like just out because this dude made a mistake and I get it, man, that mistakes happen. But my point being is that like, you know, there are people everywhere that make mistakes at their jobs. And a lot of people have far more important jobs than, well, you don't even really have a job right now, but you know, far more important jobs than yeah, I have. Like, think, think about like somebody that's dealing with, you know, whatever, uh, someone's inheritance at, or whatever, like, or like a brain surgeon or a heart surgeon or something. Okay, yes, exactly. Exactly. Fuck. Yeah, it, dude. Like that, and that's that's the kind of stuff I think about. Like, And that's why I like it, – it, it's almost going to sound like tinfoil hat shit, but like that's why I like you – like I tend to be more of a cynic and question things than just believe what people tell me because – people are inherently stupid. People are inherently lazy. People are inherently wrong and people inherently make mistakes. It's human nature. It just is what it is, you know? Oh, totally. Totally. Um, fuck dude. Yeah. That's like, and that just goes to show you, it's like, there you have it. And then fortunately I'm not in a spot where it's like, I'm depending on this to live, you know, but, uh, you know, it's like, and then you go down the avenues to take care of it. There's, there's no IRS. Place. Oh, right. Right. You can't, you can't go to like a, a, a little, your, your local IRS on, office, yeah. right? <laughs> you can't get in touch with anybody online. And then right. on top of all the screens, it's just like, sorry, due to COVID, you know, whatever. Right. So now right. it's the greatest excuse in the history of humanity. So now I think due to COVID, there's going to be a lot of Americans that maybe accidentally because of covid forget to pay their taxes from now on. <laughs> that it's and it's i it's funny i i posted it, i'm sorry I, go ahead even go ahead. even even the usps man i ordered an ice axe get this it, it was brand new on ebay but yeah i don't know why the fuck it, it's in florida it was coming from bradenton florida but i ordered it on january 7th it's now hasn't even left Florida. And then on the top of the eBay page where like the check tracking, it just says the USPS is experiencing high volume, yeah, yeah, right, like right, whatever. Right. So it's like, and, and I get it and it's fine. And that's part of the issue. Yep. Um, and it sucks because right there, I'm going to keep going. Sorry. Go oh, man. It just goes to show you like, you know, okay. Like Amazon, 
yeah, you don't want to be for Amazon. You know what I mean? Like you want to be for the small, the, the mom and pop stores, right? Well, guess what? The mom and pop stores that can't keep big inventory right. are buying their stuff. Maybe they're even getting it shipped USPS. Now it's not on the, you know, on the truck to get there. So now it's not on the shelves. It's like, dude, now Amazon has created their entire own shipping force. Yep. It's like, dude, I hate to say it, but I just ordered a new pair of muck boots and, uh, Dude, they were here in what? Like, I ordered them and they were here the next day. Yep. And, and the insoles that I ordered with them, too. Like, for it. There's another. Here's another one. I ordered the $104 on sale muck boot chores. Yep. Which I, I had them. Like, that was the, the pair that I had. Yep. I, I gave them to my dad and I ordered the, the same exact ones. They were, they're usually $109. They're on sale for $104. Amazon drops them off at 10 a.m., not even. Mm. Open it up, and it's the Muck Boot Masters, $190 boots. Yep. That obviously someone fucked up and mispicked, but yep. do you think I sent them back? Not a fucking chance. So it's like, I don't know, dude. It's, okay, but it, he, I got, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, up. no, no. I guess that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's just a double-edged, you know, sword. It's like, totally, you totally. Can't, you can't support, like you try to support, they don't have what you need. And right. it's not, it's like, we live in such a now, now society. It's like, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's like on the flip side, fucking before the internet even existed, this motherfucking Bezos guy who whatever <laughs> decided that, he was going to transform, like whatever he's transformed an industry and like call it what you transform the world more than an industry even. Right. Um, no, but I, okay. But here I'll, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. Um, because I had recently had an experience with Amazon where I got fucked and I had, there was no recourse and it was only for like 26 bucks. So it wasn't the end of the world, but I had ordered uh, resistance bands online. Right. Cause I was like, starting to do some stuff more at like home. And then also like I bring them to the gym with me just as an aside, I brought a band with me today to do some, uh, some bench work. And uh, Dylan texted me and said that there's a meme that says, if you see a guy benching with a band, it's because he can't do two plates. (laughs) It's just fucked up. But anyways, so I bought these bands and uh, you know, like 26 bucks for a set of four, four different resistances. And, uh, I, what showed up was baby swaddle cloths that were for someone named Christina. There was a note that came with them, like for Christina from Eric or whatever. And like, they were baby, they were bamboo baby swaddle cloths. And I'm like, well, obviously I didn't order these. So at this point, Amazon, it's cause someone like drop shipped it and they just missed must have been. And I got the wrong and I just got somebody else's package, whatever. And so not a big deal. Amazon's customer support for this type of thing is great. So I, you know, I contact them and I say, you know, tell them the situation. Hey, I got somebody else's package. I didn't get my package, blah, blah, blah. And they ask you, what do you want to do? And I, you know, I want to return the package that I got obviously, and then get shipped the replacement. So fine. They ship you a replacement and then you have, I think it's like, it depends on the item, but you have a couple months to return 
the item that you got and all, you know, it's so easy. Literally like every Kohl's, Kohl's is partnered with Amazon. You just drive to Kohl's and drop off whatever it was. They process the return. They give you your receipt on you go. So I bring the swaddle cloths back. I, I, you know, bring them to Kohl's, get my resistance bands a day or two later, whatever. Don't think anything about it. Middle of December, I get an email from Amazon saying, we never received your, your return. Yeah. We never, never received the swaddle cloths you didn't order. So we're charging you for the replacement product. So they double charge me for the resistance bands. They charged me once when I originally bought them. And then they charged me again in December because they sent me another pick or another, uh, they sent me another package thinking that I kept the original and the second one. So I'm like, okay, well it's only 26 bucks, but I want my money back. So I go to Amazon's website and there's just no, when it comes to like returns or customer service, they give you prompts, they give you options, like what happened. Yeah. But there's no, send us an email and tell us what happened. It's like, if it doesn't fit into any of these categories, sorry, you're fucked. And like, so I tried a bunch of times and I just could never get through to anybody and just never got my money back. And so like, that is the problem with, that is one of the problems of dealing with like a giant faceless corporation, you know, is there's certain times you just hey, lost in the cracks. The IRS. Just like the IRS. Literally same, just, just same like exact, you know, cause I don't know if remember early on actually, yeah, we were, I think I was still a Walmart investor when we first started the uh, Sunday conversation. Oh yeah. Yep. Sure. And um, one of my reasons was that, there's this like article that had come out. Mm-hmm. We, we might've even talked about this before. Um, we probably did, but the, some guy that lived up in Vermont, like ordered these headphones and they came to his house and they were the wrong ones. Yeah. So he went to send them or they were broken and he went to send them back and they said, no, don't worry. And then we'll send you another pair. And then he asked the reasoning and they said that because the shipping is too expensive right, or something. So, which, and the whole point of the article was that like Amazon spent like $11 billion in shipping last the, the, year. The problem was that Amazon's average shipping cost was more, was more expensive than the average cost of the package they were shipping for next day delivery with Amazon prime. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely sent you that article. Yeah, 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 yep. So, I mean, it's like, there you have it. It's one of those things. It, forever in life, we're going to be dealing with this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Always. Taxes or, you know what I mean? And it's like, um, it's, everyone has to deal with it. It's not like, a, you know, Meaning maybe not this year or next year, but at some point, like whatever, something is going to come up that you're going to like, it's going to suck having to get the situation resolved because there's no longer face to face, you know, you got so many people, so little, you know, what would you want to call it? Like call, like, like, how would you even like the IRS doesn't have a call center. You know what I mean? They're not like a, you know, they don't have like an IT call center, you know, that's like, 
Hey, what can we help you with? You know what I mean? It's Which like, is I ironic because of all the spam phone calls I get from the IRS every year telling me that there's an investigation and a warrant out for my arrest. But anyways, continue. No, no, there's not really. It's just like, so there you have it. It's like, I, I couldn't, even if I wanted to, I couldn't even tell my sob story to someone at the IRS. Yeah. You know, back well, in the day, I felt like, dude, with a handwritten letter and a broken product, like 10 years ago, you could probably most likely get that exact product back to you for free because it used to be oh, the, sure. cost, the cost of getting a customer was far, far more than the cost of keeping a customer. Yeah. So it's like if you had your nice Ray-Ban glasses and yep. you sent them a letter, which Ray-Ban does a, a thing anyway, but like whatever, just your whatever. Your, Make your glass. Yes. And, and you sent them a handwritten note with your broken glasses that said, these are by far the best glasses I've ever worn. Everybody compliments them. I'll never not have them. Could you help me out with my broken frame? Yep. And I bet you... Yeah, I bet you nine times out of 10, you'd get like hooked up. But I think now that we've entered the world of like the, um, cause like what's the, on Amazon, there's like third party warranties that you can buy. Yeah. You know? So like now that's the world we're in. They've, they've, they've. Insurance. They can sell you insurance on the product you're buying, which you may not ever need, but. It's just an add-on that you can you can sell people. Oh, I was more going to say like, no, it was more like they were able to consolidate an entire department by some third company saying, hey, let us handle all your warranty issues. Right. And then they're like, okay, so then we don't need that. While also probably getting a kickback from, Correct. from Correct. the warranty company. Right. Yeah, I mean, we live in the world, Ben, of planned obsolescence, which, you know, is, is a basic... I don't know if you would call it an economic theory, but it is kind of an economic theory that things today are just not made as well as they used to be because it's more lucrative for a company to make things cheaper. Therefore, they will break. Therefore, you will have to buy it again faster. Where in the old days, in the 50s, if you bought a refrigerator, that fucking thing would still be dude, running today. The, the, the green fridge at the beach, dude. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? All those appliances at the beach. Yep. Yeah, dude, whatever. We didn't have fucking new stove and new fridge because my grandfather bought a fucking really nice fridge in fucking 1980 and the thing kicked ass through, you know, right. Whatever. Like that's ex ex it. exactly what I mean. Um, like in, and now we live in a day and age where, you know, they'll give you a refrigerator that's got a fucking TV in it that costs you 15 grand and that's awesome. But it's, it's this, it's the same exact comparison as an automatic. Is, is that a, is that a true statement? Is there TV? Is there? Oh, there's for sure fridges with TVs in them. hundred percent. Um, you know, it's the same difference between a manual and an automatic transmission, right? Manual transmissions and cars last significantly longer because they have less moving parts. Automatic transmissions are more complicated, easier to drive, more complicated in terms of the engineering that goes into them. Therefore, they break faster. It's the same thing with the technology that we're getting today. It can do way more. It's so much cooler, you know, all that shit. But it breaks more because of that. And it's intended to break 
you know, they don't listen. They don't roll out a TV, a fridge with a TV in it and say, you know, this thing's going to break in two years. But odds are that thing ain't going to last 10 years. And for the amount of money you're investing in it, it's not worth it to spend that much money on something that's going to break. But like, that's where they get you by the balls. And like, this isn't a conspiracy. It's like a fucking real thing. Look it up. Planned obsolescence. Oh, oh, totally. Real to- thing. totally. And that, that probably started even later. I'm sorry, earlier than we, than we think, you know what I mean? Oh, totally. I think, I think there was a massive shift in product. Um, like the, like what they, what's the word I'm looking for? What product actually, quality? No, what they're made of, like the actual material. There okay, was a yeah, big yeah. shift in product material when I think plastic became so like easily or easily like mold moldable. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. bef- like when things were still made out of metal, Yep. like call it what it is. They were probably heavier. Yep. Um, you know, obviously we entered that the world of like, Oh, now everything's super light. And then, yep. Now it's we're getting to the point where shipping matters. Well, I was just gonna say it's got to be light because Every, it's cheaper to ship light things. Totally, and whether that be from across the Atlantic Ocean, from you know overseas or or what what have you, it's just like it, it's to have an injectable mold and be able to make a hundred, you know, million widgets in however long versus like making a hundred and fifty. Right. you know, a day or, or whatever it, you know, the assembly line allowed you to, to kind of produce. But mm-hmm. I mean, and that's just, I mean, in a way it's really fascinating, like where technology has come. Like if you've ever seen like the Tesla sure. assembly line, it's just like, it looks like robots on planet Mars really. Um, which they so, will eventually be rolling. Right. No, no. It's, <laughs> that's kind of why I said it. But, um, you know, it's just like, and there you have it. Like, you know, then you look at the other side of that and it's like, you know, Rolls Royce. Every single mm. one is, is handmade. handmade, takes six months. Um, there's a gentleman right up the street from me, um, my dad's buddy, this old timer. Uh, do you know D.W. Fish, the realtor? uh yes and i also know his i know his uh car as well yes that old he's got a brown rolls royce and so he was my dad was whatever checking it out one day and he was kind of giving him the whole the backstory on it and uh so it's like a 1976 or something rolls royce and he bought it brand new for 62 grand I'm sorry. I'm way it's it's a it's like a 60s. It's even older. Either way, he spent like 60 grand on it. Mm. It's the same fucking car he's had forever. He's taken it. <laughs> it's like he said he's used it as a tractor in fields <laughs> like um it, whatever. It's got that big, you know, you know, you've seen it. So it's got that big huge gold flying lady on the yep. front and um you know, whatever. It's obviously he's got dough and he, you know, can maintain it. But right there, it's like what we were just talking about. It's like one of those last, you know. You want to know what's interesting about that? What? So Tesla's share price is 820. Geez, they got slaughtered the last couple of days. Holy shit. Tesla's share price, $823 a share, right? Which 
and like you just said, right, the assembly line, everything is getting put together by robots and it's, it's technology at its, at its finest. Rolls Royce, where everything is done by hand, this, this, the leather for the seats comes from specific cows and is, everything is hand stitched and none of it's done by machine. Their share price is $1.53. No Isn't way. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. And what's surprising about that is it does trade in high volume, which is kind of surprising for it that it's that cheap. But $1.53? Well, you got to keep in well, mind, Rolls-Royce has been packaged into a couple different deals over the years. The other thing is people don't even realize that almost every jet, every private jet they've ever right. seen has Rolls-Royce Rolls engines. engines. Right, yeah, exactly. So they're, they're turbine engines, baby. They're not... Uh, they're not even really in the car business. They just make the best ones. But like, that's the thing. Like I, as stupid as this sound this summer, when I was in Jackson, Dan, Dan Bilzerian's jet was obviously at, at the, uh, right here at the Jackson hole airport. So yep. I was like, damn, you know, it, it looked, it looked so gangster. It's all black. And, uh, so I Googled it because you can Google the end number on the tail. and It'll tell you everything about it. Sure. It's in 1983. Is it really? Yep. It's obviously got fresh paint, but well, of course, 1983 Rolls Royce engines and the, the thing's worth like whatever, 15 million bucks or 20 million bucks. It's crazy. So talk about how the fuck, how is that? technology from 80 you know in the 80s still like is you know it's probably better than today's technology well okay and also like think about it this way too like in going back to cars for a second right like the reason why old cars last longer is because they don't have all the bells and whistles that today's cars do right like you know today's cars i don't even know my car's a fucking 2011 and has like no bells and whistles but like you know, between heated and cooled seats and heated steering wheels and heated mirrors and, you know, push to start and, uh, you know, all the add-ons, right, that, that come as, you know, what we would consider conveniences or, you know, cool little technological things. All those things are drawing energy, you know, from the car itself. And like all those extra things, like they're just there to break. And cars are getting more and more difficult to work on where you have to bring them to the dealership. And anybody exactly. who's ever brought their fucking car to the dealership knows you get bent over the barrel at the dealership because there's no, you have no choice. So like, I, you know, I had obviously, I mean, you know this obviously, but two cars ago, I had an Audi S4 that I bought at 19, like a moron, great fucking awesome car though. Awesome car. Fast as shit. Fast as fuck. Um, but that car, that was the problem with that car was that like, it was, I drove it a too much. I put way too much strain on it, but it had so much power and so much going for it that like, that's what caused things to break is because everything had more to it. And uh, you know, you want all those extra bells and whistles, but those help things break faster. And like, that's just the way it goes. Like I, I'm, I'm weird about cars. I kind of like my cars older just cause I hate all the extra technology that's in cars that like, you know, they're trying to take driving away from you and, and it is what it is, but that's just a little, you know, a little aside. Um, no, no, it's, it's like totally relevant. I was, I, I, there's this kid on Facebook who, um, his name's it's called Andy's little homestead. 
And I don't know. I just I found him one day scrolling through, but he's like an off the grid guy. Mm, sure. And he does all these quick little videos and it's just, I mean, it's all stuff that I'm interested in. Like, you know, he's, he's building like a log cabin and all mm. that, but he's like, you know, he gets like one of the questions he got is like, you know, what are, what are the top five things I would need to like go off grid? And that's the first thing he says is it's like his number one thing is a truck. Yeah. Like he's like, and then he breaks it down. He's like, and then he like pans to his truck. It's like a 1978 flatbed truck. Yep. And then he's like, and the reason I have this truck is, because, you know, it's like, he's got toolboxes all on his truck all around it with all the tools he needs. He's like, yes, a new truck is, is sweet, but guess what a new truck means more money and more money. It just means more bullshit. It's like, you know, something goes wrong with your truck and it ends up being a sensor and a sensor and a sensor, you know, and it's like, Oh, wait a You know what I, now you're fucked. Whereas like, you know, and he goes to make this joke. He's like, on the way up here, I lost my distributor. He's like, I fixed it in a Walmart parking lot. And he like has <laughs> pictures of him fixing it. And he's like, and I fixed it with the tools in the back of my truck. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, yeah, it's a bit ironic that I carry around the tools to fix my truck in the back of my truck. But <laughs> it's like, there you have it. It's like, you know, his whatever. There's no O2 sensors or like, you know, right. it's like, it's like just car carburetor it gets fuel it's you know you open up the, the hood and the engine it looks tiny in there right because there's not a, all the extra bullshit like right. all around the the engine bay i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this episode full circle with a story about people who were bad at their jobs and what we were just talking about with cars and technology and shit like that so the car I had after the Audi and prior to the car I have now was a, was an old Mercedes E320 that I bought off my grandfather and kind of towards the end of its life, it had a, it had a starting problem. It wouldn't start. And, and I remember this dude, this was a fucking nightmare, dude. You remember? Like, I remember we went, we went to a dig softball game and I turned the engine over 50 fucking times before it started. But anyways, I'll, I'll get to that. So I, you know, thankfully or not, have had plenty of experience with cars that don't start. And it's, it's one of the easier problems to, to diagnose in a car, right? You start with, you know, you start with the battery, right? Is the battery, does the battery have power? Is it holding a charge? Okay, if it's not the battery, it's the alternator. And then from the alternator, okay, is it the starter? And if it's not the starter, then you go to fuel. It's very easy to diagnose, right? So I, I, Check the battery on my car. Sure enough, the battery's like 11 years old. It probably hasn't been changed. You know, it hasn't been changed in 11 years. So I take the battery out, pop a new one in. I get about a week or two where the car's starting fine, stops, right? So at this point, I'm like, all right, well, if it needs an alternator, it's a little bit out of my expertise. So I take it to my guy. My car guy at the time owned... I had a 99 Mercedes E320. He had a 2000 Mercedes E320. Like the guy knew the fucking car. He tells me it's my alternator. I say, fine. That's what I figured. Anyways, you know, change the alternator, change the alternator. Same thing. Two weeks go by car stops starting again. I'm like, what the fuck? So I bring it back and he's like, well, it can't be electrical. It's gotta be fuel. I'm like, all right. And he's like, Calls me the next day. He's like, yeah, you need a new fuel pump. I got to change the fuel lines. He's like, that thing's shot. I'm like, all right. So he does it. So at this point, I'm into this car for just for this problem. I'm into this car for probably 
1700 bucks. Right. And he, you know, calls me back. Hey, car's all set, blah, blah, blah. I go down, I pick it up. I drive it home from, you know, anybody knows Manchester. I drive from Hartford road where his garage is to uh, Kent drive off Vernon street where my dad lives. So, you know, I don't even know three miles, three and a half miles. I get home. I go inside for an hour or two, whatever, come back out to leave. Fucking car does not start. And I'm at this point, I'm fucking pissed. Like, I'm just like, I'm just going to take this thing to the scrapyard. It's this is fucking bullshit. One day, keep in mind, I had already made arrangements for a junkyard to come pick the car up. Like I was like done with this fucking car. I happen to be cruising a Mercedes forum. And uh, I mean, you know, the, the, late nineties E320 section. And uh a thing comes up about the fuel pump relay, which is the relay in the car which tells the fuel pump to turn on when you start when you turn your key. If you have an older car, if you turn your key and listen, don't turn your car on, just turn your key to on, you will hear your fuel pump click on when you turn the key. So sure enough, I go out in my car, I turn the key, no noise. And I'm like, holy shit, this is it the whole time. So I buy a $13 relay from the internet, shows up, lift up the back seat because all the relays are under the back seat in that car, pop it in, sure as shit, car starts right up, never had a problem again. $13, I spent $1,800, my mechanic who knows the fucking car, didn't even fucking diagnose it or he just bent me over. And the whole time it was a $13 relay. Fast forward about three weeks, the suspension gave out on the highway and ended up having to junk the car anyways. <laughs> Uh, Dylan's dad was with me. We were coming back from hockey, but anyways. I, I, oh my god, we're running a little bit long. Listen, I got one quick shout out before we do the normal stuff. Shout out Sasha. Not while we're recording this, but when people will be listening to this, it's our tenth anniversary. Ten ten years to the day of the day I got her on Sunday. Uh, what a great dog. But anyways, subscribe, rate, review, check out the Patreon page. The links in the Sunday Conversation bio at Sunday Conversation on Instagram. Benny, you got anything else? No, dude. I thought that was that was great chat. Awesome chat. Awesome chat, pal. Love you. I'll uh, I'll catch up with you later on. Adios. See you, buddy.